return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Well tonight we have Isaac DeFour. He's going to bless us with a word so let's welcome him as he comes up. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaac, how long have you been here for now? Again? How long have you been here at uh, in Brookings? Um, one year and some months, one, like wow. seven months. Wow, wow. Yeah. It feels longer, but it feels shorter. It's kind of yeah. crazy. So he's a good brother. Sorry. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we bow down our heads for a word of prayer? So, our most high God, we give you glory and thank you for tonight. We are grateful for all that you do for us. And thank you for converging us in your presence, to be fed by your word, to have fellowship, to be revived and to be empowered. We give you all the glory. Commit ourselves to you even as your word comes. We pray that may it come with power and strength. For Bible says that the words that you speak to us, they are spirit and life. We pray that let your word come in power and transform our lives. Use me as a vessel to bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. So we thank God for today. Um, he's the reason we live He's the reason we have our being So we are forever grateful to him I want to thank the pastorate of the church For this wonderful um, opportunity Given to us to also share the word of God God richly bless you so much So tonight we'll be talking about the power of little things The power of little things um, So as humans We always crave for big things as humans, we always crave for better things in life. Today, Pastor Dave was trying to make some of the analogies, and nobody in life wants to settle for something little. And anybody who desires to settle for something little is seen to be a mediocre and seen to be aimless. Everybody, you know, wants to achieve something great in life. Yeah. So Bible says that we are God's workmanship and we've been created to do good works to do greater works, to do extraordinary works. So it is not wrong to aim for big things. And today, Pastor Dave was trying to cite an example. It was very funny. And he cited an example of nobody, you know, says to himself that he aims to be poor in life. Right. You know, and, and, and nobody also aims to have a rickety car with leaking, leaking oil, yeah. a car that always stops by the roadside with mechanic, mechanical faults. Everybody wants to, you know, drive good cars, you know, nice cars. And that is how God has made us. And the reason being that is that it is actually biblical to love big things, to do good things, to, you know, to crave for greater things. Because our God is a big God. Amen. So if in the past some people taught um, good spirituality or being a good Christian is when you settle for less and you're always in your corner and always craving for things that are mediocre in life. But we serve a big God. And in our finances, we want to be at the top. Anytime, you know, you you want to talk about finances, you want to look at the billionaires. You want to, you know, be like them. Nobody wants to be like a poor man. 
Anytime you see your business, you want your business to grow, to become big, so you can make impact and, be, and bring glory to our God. In Psalm 2, verse 7 to 9, Bible says something about David. So, in the New King James Version, it says, I, de- I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. Hallelujah. When you read the, the, the Message Bible, Message Bible says that today you are my son. Today is your birthday. So that's the first time I saw birthday actually in scriptures. He said that today, when New King James says you are my son, today I have begotten you. Message says that today is your birthday. Ask of anything and I'll give it to you. Do you want the nations? And the second one, do you want the continent? Hallelujah. It means that the God we, we serve actually have great plans for us, big things for us. And he's looking up to us to also claim the big things in life. Hallelujah. And this happened at a time where David was a bit devastated when most of the nations had risen against him and he, he, was, he was so tired and he was just trusting God to intervene. And there God brought this prophetic word and he said that he's not going to allow him to become a victim to his enemies, but rather he's going to enlarge his territory and make him great. And then he threw this word of command to David that you are my son. I have chosen you as the king of Israel. What do you want? All God was trying to say is that he is throwing him, you know, big things. First he asks of the nations and secondly he asks of the continent. And you can James says that the nations and then the ends of the earth. Yeah. Hallelujah. So it is good to pray for big things. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, it said that eyes have not seen nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God has in store for them that love him. So it means that, you know, God has greater plans for us. He said he knows the plans he has towards us. They are not plans of evil, but good. Plans to prosper us and give us a hope and a future. So, so the nature of our God, you know, because we are created in his image and his likeness, naturally we are drawn towards big things. Hallelujah. So it's not bad. Tell your friends sitting by, it's not bad to crave for big things. And, but the little things also matter. Because one thing I've realized is that because of, you know, our desire and our cravings to, you know, have the big things and the good things in life, sometimes as children of God, sometimes as people, we, we lose sight of the little things. Now, little things are equally important as the, as the big things. And our ability to actually master the little things, you know, open doors for us to, you know, acquire the greater things. And when you read the word of God in the book of Luke chapter 16 verse 10, he says that if you are faithful in, in a little, he can entrust you with what? The bigger things. Hallelujah. So it means that we should not despise the days of humble beginning. It means that we should not lose sight of the little things. Rather, we should have authority over them. Rather, we should master them. And it opens door for greater things. In the book of Matthew chapter 25, Bible talks about the, the parable of the talents. You know, Bible says that there was a man who was leaving and he gave his, his servants some talents. You know, to one he gave five, to the other he gave two, and then to the other he gave one, according to their abilities. And I believe that it was a litmus test. God actually wanted to see how much they could bear, how much they can, you know, carry the small things or the little things he was placing in their hands so he can entrust them with the greater things. 
So Bible says that he went and came and they all had to give account of what they had done with what they were given. And when you read the word of God, Bible says that in the verse 20, the one with the five talents came. And he gave an account of what he had done. He had gotten an extra five. And what the master said to him was that, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in this little thing, in this few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. That is why it makes little things very important. Hallelujah. It makes little things very important. The one with the two talents also came and gave a good account of himself. And he was told that he was a good and faithful servant. So God was giving him access to bigger and many things. The one who, you know, ignored and despised the little things. Bible says that he was rebuked and what he had was taken and given to the one who had five. So it means that small things are actually, or little things are very important. There was a time the disciples were with Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 to 4. There was an argument among the disciples and they were, you know, asking themselves and they were asking Jesus Christ, who is the greatest amongst us? And Bible says that in that conversation, Jesus Christ actually called us a little child, placed a little child on his laps, and he said that, you know, you cannot even enter into the kingdom of heaven unless you are like, you are converted to be like this child. And then he stressed it and said that if anybody cannot humble himself like this little child, he, he, anyone who humbles himself like this little child will be the greatest in the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus was not, was not saying that we should change to become little, but he was trying to tell them the value of little things. He wanted to, to them to understand that as a child, as little as they are, they have certain qualities that a child of God should adopt. And that will make you a candidate for heaven, a candidate for the kingdom of God. And he was talking about humility. So as a child, a child is always, anywhere the parent is going, the, the child goes with, 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 with the parent. So anytime my wife and I are going out, we carry Lois and Lily around. They don't know where we are going. All they know is that we have dressed them up. And anywhere we go, they follow us to where we go. Because they, they, they trust in their parents. You know, they, 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 they should be obedient to their parents. And that is what God wants us to behave towards him. So in the Christian body, you know, sometimes we, 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 we look at bigger things. You know, we want to achieve greater things. But there are certain fundamentals. There are certain little things that God wants us to actually grasp. And that will serve as a foundation to you know, unleash us to the greater things God has in store for us. So don't lose sight of the foundation principles of humility. Don't lose sight of the foundation principle of obedience. That was what Jesus Christ was trying to talk about. But I want to draw attention to a year like this. You know, we are just like 23 days into a new year. You know, our resolutions are still fresh. Our plans and, 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 and the, the targets we have set for ourselves are so huge. You know, people have great expectations. People have outlined strategies. They are going to mount, you know, to, to get to that jackpot they want to achieve this year, to, you know, to, to get a big car they want to buy, you know, to, to see their career become big as they want it to be. Everything that they are praying for, everything that they are looking forward to. I believe that nobody started this year by saying that, as for me, if I get something small, I'm okay. No. Everybody is aiming for something great, be it your academics, anything you want to do. You are aiming for something great. And one thing I want us to understand, one thing God laid on my heart is that we have plans, you know. We, we, we want to achieve the great things, but don't lose sight of the little things. Personally, the word of God for me this year is Rehoboth. 
meaning open space. In the book of Genesis chapter 26, last time I was saying it in, 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 in fire starters, said that he's going to give us room to prosper in the land. And this is huge. You know, this is great. And it is my prayer that this year God will give you an open space. God will give you enough room to excel. In your, in your workplace, in everything that you want to do, God should open spaces. God should create opportunities. God should bring, you know, platforms that will bring you to the top as you want it to be. But God was also drawing my attention to the little things. Hallelujah. And, and when you read the word of God, Bible, you know, enumerates so many little things that as children of God we should be wary of. Little things as children of God we should, you know, not lose sight of. And I want to share two of them because of time. I'll share two of them. One thing I see in scripture about little things, the Bible talks about little foxes. In the book of Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15, Bible talks about little foxes. And when you, when you read Songs of Solomon 2, chapter 15, okay, so here it started by, you know, Bible was talking about a conversation between two lovers. You know, the Shulamite and then his lover. And, and when, you, when, you, when you look at the scripture, you know, they started exchanging words, you know, sweet words, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, and then the lover will also respond. And, you know, they kept on flattering themselves, saying so many beautiful words. It was like a romantic relationship. It was like a romantic conversation. And when you read the verse 15, Roma, the second, uh, Songs of Solomon chapter 2, verse 15, the, 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 the lover made a statement. He said that, catch for us the foxes. The little foxes, you know, that destroy the vine. You know, because our vine is blossoming. And here, what I see is, I see a relationship. And I believe that this story, you know, typically, you know, exemplifies the relationship between God and his children. And it is something I want us to take note of, you know, it, it, it talks about the love that God actually has for us. It talks about a relationship we have with God. So, one thing I want to lay across is that, you know, your spiritual health actually determines how healthy your life is going to be in the course of this year. Yeah. When I talk about healthy, I'm not just talking about physical health, but I'm talking about how your targets, your dreams, and everything you are looking forward to can be achieved. Amen. When the spiritual is actually taken good care of, other things will flow. Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and I had all other things. Now here, the little foxes came in place because the lover was saying that even as our relationship is blossoming, even as, you know, there's going to be some fruitfulness between us, you know, there are certain, you know, foxes. It calls them the little foxes. You know, they are, they are very small. You know, at first he said foxes, and then he stressed on little foxes. Here, the emphasis on the little things. You know, the emphasis on the little things. He wanted to make us understand that there can be something that will disrupt the relationship. So, little foxes are things, as believers, we should be very wary of. Even as we aim to achieve the great things in life. Now, a closer relationship with God, like I said, is foundational to we getting to where we want to get to. So we ought to make emphasis, lay emphasis on our spiritual work with God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. You know, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. What God has in store for them that love him and are called according to his purpose. Here we're talking about a relationship. 
Let's take note of that. In the book of Romans chapter 2 verse 8 verse 28, Bible also says that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. To them that love God. So here we see another relationship. All things work together for good if we love God. And then the third thing is Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. The, verse, the, the B, Bible says that those who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Now when we look at all these three scriptures that I have stated, we see love, we see love, and we see knowledge. It is talking about our relationship with God. So this year, it doesn't matter how prepared you are. It doesn't matter how ready you are to achieve great things, big things. Your first point of call the first platform that can propel you to it is first of all, build a relationship with God. Amen. It is something we have to actually, you know, throw more light on. As much as we build our relationship with God, as much as we love God, as much as we want to gain more knowledge about God, Bible says that all things shall work together for our good. Bible says that, you know, we shall do exploits. Hallelujah. And somebody will ask, how can we know God? We can know God by learning more about him. Studying the word of God. Hallelujah. Studying the word of God and obeying it. Because in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, when Joshua, you know, took over from Moses, last time I think um, Deb was talking about it, the, the, the big shoes that Joshua had to fit in. You know, Moses was a great man. He brought the people of Israel out of captivity from Egypt he did so many miracles, so many signs and wonders followed his ministry. He was seen as the overall boss. You know, people revered him, they loved him, and he looked like somebody who could not be replaced. But suddenly he had to leave the scene for a young man to come in. And how can this young man do exploit? How can this young man be as successful as Moses or even go beyond that? I remember somewhere in scriptures, I am... Um, during the ministry of Joshua, Bible says that Bible did not talk about anything that made the people of Israel actually, you know, put enough confidence in him. But Bible said that after the people of Israel saw the parting of the Jordan, there was a statement in Scripture that from that day, the people of Israel feared Joshua just as they feared Moses. Hallelujah. Amen. It means that something happened. You know, I believe that he saw himself not to be enough to do that job. So he asked of the Lord. And in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, God gave him a command. He said that, build your relationship with me. And that, shall, that, that will unleash you into greatness. So he said that, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. Meditate upon it day and night. And see to it that you observe everything that has been written in it. By so doing, your way shall be prosperous and you shall succeed. And indeed, it was successful. So he started by building his relationship with God, by knowing God and studying the word of God. And like I was saying, we have little foxes that disrupt relationships. So today I'm not going to say, mention this or that, but as a child of God, you know yourself. You know in 2020, you know in the years that, 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 that preceded 2021, you knew the foxes that were intimidating your spiritual work with God. You, you, you know the foxes that actually prevented you from knowing God and studying the word of God more. Hallelujah. One of the ways by which you can get close to God is always talking to God. So when you look at what we read in the book of Songs of Solomon, it was a conversation. 
It was an exchange of love. It was, they, they knew each other. And how can we communicate with God? Through prayer. So it means that we have to build a formidable and a consistent prayer life. The more we talk to God, the more he speaks to us. The more we get to know him. And the more we are geared up to achieve great things in life. So maybe you started by setting resolutions and maybe God was not, God was not even a factor in your resolutions. But tonight I'm throwing a challenge to you. Based on the word of God we have read. That if you want all things to work out for good for you. If you want to achieve that big thing, that great thing. First of all, build your relationship with God. Hallelujah. Said them that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. When you read the Amplified Version, it actually lays emphasis on waiting, trusting, seeking, you know, obeying. You know, it, it talks about building a relationship with God. And that is what shall unleash us. And when that is sorted out, I believe that great things shall come. When you read the book of 3 John chapter 1, 3 John verse 1, Bible says that, it said, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospered. So the soul is not like the last thing, actually. He was just trying to say that the, the, the great thing is the soul. The great thing is actually the spiritual. Even as you are flourishing spiritually, it is going to build up into your health. It is going to build up into your prosperity. Hallelujah. So spiritual things is, is the emphasis. But there are little things that always struggle with our spirituality. And that is the little foxes. And, and I pray that you identify that little fox in your life. You know, sometimes, if you, if you, if you feel like it is, it, is, it is your phone, that is your, your little, little fox, catch it, get rid of it, like the word of God is saying. If, if you know that studying the word of God on your phone is actually going to lead you to opening Facebook on your phone, or, 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 or responding to messages, or, you know, going to social media, then anytime you wake up, Put the phone aside and start return to the physical solid Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. It, it, it is high time we actually play a lot of emphasis on the spiritual. And catch the little foxes that prevents us from achieving our dreams. Sometimes people think, oh, I put all the plans and all the strategies together, but it looks like I wasn't able to achieve that big thing. It was because you didn't pay emphasis to the little fox, the little things. They are very little but very powerful. And as your relationship with God is being disrupted, it is actually affecting your resolve to get the greater things and the bigger things in life. So I pray that you, you identify that little fox. So I was just wondering why, why they were talking about foxes. And, and I realized that if you are afraid of something that will disrupt a vine, you should be afraid of the big animals. You know, grazing cattle that will be moving on your field. You know, they move and destroy everything. Or maybe um, elephant, big elephant who can come and, you know, trample over the vine and destroy everything. But rather, they are talking about the foxes, even though the foxes are very little, you know. And I realized from what I read is that, you know, foxes actually, they make holes in the, in the soil. They make holes in the soil. Normally, they burrow the soil and then make holes close to the root. And you know that the most significant part of a plant is actually the root. Because if an elephant or a big cattle moves over your plantation and destroys, you know, the surface level, the stem and the leaves, once the root is still solid, it will definitely sprout up. So what the foxes actually do is that they target the critical part of the plant. They actually kill the life of the plant, the root. 
where it actually sucks up the water, where it receives all the nitrogen and all the nutrients to bring the plant back to life. And that is what the devil does. Those are the little foxes. They suck the life out of you. They interfere with your relationship with God, the most important aspect of your, of your, of your living, your, 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 your relationship with God. And automatically, they cripple everything that concerns you. So let us pay emphasis to these little foxes. Everybody has the little fox he or she is dealing with. And I pray that you identify it, and then God gives you the grace and the ability to catch those little foxes. So this little fox, it is little, but it is very, very important because it causes us our work with God. So this year, let's be very intentional. Let's be intentional with our relationship with God. And the more we lay emphasis on that, the more God actually, you know, blesses us to even achieve the big things. The, the second one I will, I, will, I will talk about, and even with the foxes, I was reading somewhere in scripture, and I realized that, you know, foxes stand for destructive things, you know. In the book of Judges, chapter 15, verse 4 to 5, when Samson's, you know, wife exposed, you know, the answer to a riddle he posed to some people. Bible said that Samson was very bitter and angry towards the wife. And then he left. And for a long time, he had not visited the wife. So the time he came back to visit the wife, the, 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 the father-in-law had given the wife to his best man to marry. And Bible said that he was so bitter and so angry. And he said to himself that this time, he has a cause to inflict pain on the Philistines. And Bible said that what he did was that he, 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 he caught 300 foxes. You know, he tied them tail by tail. He put a torch to them and set them free into the plantations of the Philistines. And as the foxes were moving haywire, they destroyed the plantation. They burned everything up. So here we see a fox being a destructive, you know, animal. And when you read scriptures in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 3, when they were building the temple of the Lord, the, the, the detractors, you know, Tobias, Sambalat, and, and the other person, what they were doing was that they were trying to intimidate the people of God. And he said that even this war, even a weak fox can push it over. So anytime foxes are mentioned, they are destructive. They are always destructive. Jesus was in his ministry in the book of Luke chapter 13, verse 32. Bible said that he had set a target for himself. He wanted to remain in Jerusalem for three days, sharing the word of God. And Bible says that they came to tell him that, the Pharisees came to tell him that um, Herod says that leave this place or else he will kill you. And the response Jesus gave is that tell that fox. You know, when you read the message Bible, it makes it very clear. Very said, tell that fox that I have no intentions of leaving today or tomorrow. Because I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to cast out demons. And on the third day, I'll wrap up and I'll leave. See here we see Herod, who is a fox distractive, wanting to interrupt the plan of Jesus Christ. Wanting to interrupt the target that Jesus Christ has set for himself. We see Herod who actually killed or beheaded John the Baptist. We see Herod who kills his siblings and even marry their, their wives. And here we see another distractive force, the fox. So let us you know, pay attention to these little things. The power of little things. The power of little things. Then the second aspect is the tongue. That is what I'll end with, the tongue. And other versions says the word, the power of the word. In the book of James chapter 3 verse 5, the Bible talks about something in James 3 verse 5. It says, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. 
See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Hallelujah. So, one other little thing that Bible talks about is the tongue. And as small as it is, we ought to be very wary of it. I was reading somewhere and someone made a statement that the tongue is a small part of the body. It's even smaller compared to the heart. But the kind of havoc it can wreak is even greater than a heart attack. Even though it is very small. When you read the Message Bible, it says that the little words we speak are powerful. They can accomplish or destroy anything. That is how the Message Bible puts it. So, as we, as we, as we plan for the big things, let's be wary of our tongue. Sometimes, we put in strategies, we put in efforts, we do so many other things to get a big thing, but statements from us can crumble everything. And sometimes we'll be wondering where this bane comes from. We'll be wondering where the source of our, our plight came from. But it may be, or it's as a result of this little thing, the tongue. So as children of God, let's speak positively. Let's speak positively. When you read the book of Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3, he says that he who guards his heart preserves, his, he who guards his tongue preserves his life. So let's actually not lose sight of the tongue. I believe that because of how important and how, you know, strong the little tongue is, that is why the Bible says that Jesus made a statement to the disciples. He said that every idle word that comes out of your mouth shall be judged. Because our mouth or our tongue have been used to change destinies. Our mouth and our tongue have been used to, you know, crumble things. When you, when you, when you read the book of Second Chronicles, it talks about Jabez. You know, Bible says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. That is how Bible talks about it. it. It tells you how his nature was supposed to be. And it goes on to say that, but his mother named him Jabez because he gave birth to him in pain. So the meaning of Jabez, it means son of pain or son of sorrow. And when you read down, Bible says that Jabez made a prayer. And I believe that he made a prayer because of anguish. He was actually failing and experiencing the, the utterance the mother made upon him. You know, the, 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 the words the mother actually uttered upon his life. So he had to plead, God, plead with God to turn things around. And Bible said that because we serve a faithful God, God turned things around. This year, you don't ought to settle for any statement made, made against you. If anybody says any negative comment against you, stand in the word of God, using the word of God, speak positive upon your life. Because our words and our tongue, even though it's small, carries power. So it's not just enough to plan. It's not just enough to aim. But speak it. Speak positively to it. Hallelujah. I was reading something about a singer called Karen Carpenter. Maybe some of you may know, him, may know her. I don't know her. I, I think she died in 1983. Obviously, I was not born. Abigail was not born. My wife was not born. Levi was not born. But from what I read, she... she Karen Carpenter. Yeah, so I think she, he used to sing with um, Elvis Presley and co. But she died in 1983, according to what I read. And it is said that she died as a result of anorexia. So she wasn't eating, you know. And recently, there was an interview that was, that was conducted. I think he had a brother called Richard Carpenter who gave an interview. And they were asking him about the sister. And then he made a statement that when the sister was young, you know, most of her friends used to refer to her sister as 
Richard's chubby little sister. Richard's chubby little sister. And apparently, according to Richard, it, it really got into her sister. She, 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 she couldn't forget all the things that people used to say concerning her weight. And because of that, it brought to her low self-esteem. And even though she grew up and became famous and all that, she still had to die by anorexia because she wanted to, you know, she saw herself to be too big and she wanted to reduce her weight. And eventually she died. And that is the power of words. I believe that there are other people, who, the people who used to say, um, call her chubby, you know, little girl, they, they didn't know what they were saying. But that is the power of words. That is the power of words. So, this year, as you aim for the big things, speak positively. As much as negative, negative words from this little tongue can destroy things, it can also build up things. So let us, let us be positive in our confessions. Let us be positive in our confessions. Even if your child is going wayward, speak positive upon his life. Even if your health is deteriorating, speak positive into your health. Even if your business is, 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 is collapsing, speak positive into your, into your business. Everything that pertains to you, use your lips and base it upon the word of God and speak positive into it. Hallelujah. Because the words we speak, they are spirit and they are life. So the, the tongue may be little, but it carries power. Let us not lose sight of, 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 of our tongue. Today when I was coming, we nearly ran late uh, because um, Lois poured, he went to pick water from the kitchen and, and poured it on our sofa. And when I was preparing, I wore my pants and I sat in the water trying to, you know, lace my shoes. And when I stood up, I realized that all my bottom was wet. And, you know, but you still have to speak positive into her life. Sometimes our kids can, can push us to the world to even say negative things. But no matter what it is, speak positively. Hallelujah. I just look at her and I just, you know, put my hand on her head. I can't beat her. I'll just don't do that again and then go my way. But things can push us to, to speak negatively. You know, your project that is not working can, can make you say something against God. But let it propel you to speak positively. Bible said that say to the righteous, it is well. And when you, read that, when you look at that particular scripture, the verses that unfold were not nice verses. They weren't statements that were so good. It was a time where the Israelites were sinning against God and God was saying so many negative things to them. It wasn't a good time. But when it got to the verse 10, Bible says that upon everything that God said against the people of Israel, he said, but say to the righteous that it is well. So it doesn't matter how negative things are, Let's not lose sight of the power of this little tongue. Let us use it to say it is well. Even if it doesn't look well. Hallelujah. That is the power of the tongue. And last time I was talking about how Jacob, you know, knew how powerful words were. And because of that, he didn't want his child to be named Benoni. But rather he said he would be called Benjamin. Because Rachel gave birth to Benoni in pain. So he said, I will call him Benoni, son of my pain. And when Jacob came and they told, they told him Rachel was dead, but had named the child Benoni, he said, no, I'm going to call him Benjamin, the son of my right hand. And that is more positive, meaning a son of authority. And that actually reflected in the life of Benjamin. Because when it was alleged that Joseph was dead, he was actually the reason why his father was living. You know, his father Jacob loved J J Joseph and Benjamin. And 
when his brothers, you know, came to tell him um, Joseph was dead and his father cried and all that, what was actually holding Jacob alive at the time was his love for Benjamin, the son of his right hand. And the reason why Joseph actually had compassion over his brethren when they came to look for food, you know, at the time of famine was because of his brother Benjamin. And that is the power of the name. Hallelujah. So let us speak positively. Let us use our tongue. It is little, but it is powerful. Let us use our tongue to speak positively. I will end up with a testimony. I remember when I I completed college, you know, my bachelor's degree, and I did my national service. By the grace of God, I had the opportunity to work in a research, a biomedical research facility. In Ghana, it's the biggest in Africa, I think it's one of, the, one of the best. I was very fortunate. And I passed through my interview and all that, and I was assigned to a project as a research assistant. So in the project, we were trying to look for some compounds or drugs that could battle HIV and trypanosomiasis, like sleeping sickness. So we were looking for compounds. And that was my first time to be involved in a very serious research. I was a young graduate, and... You know, my boss used to like me so much, but, you know, we're making series of presentations. You know, I do the research, I, I get my data, I plot my graphs and all that, and I do a PowerPoint presentation. That was my first PowerPoint presentation. And unfortunately, when I was ready for the presentation, my immediate professor was, had taken a leave of absence. So he asked another professor in my department to check my results and see how things are going and help me out before I... I make the presentation. And anytime we run experiments as scientists, we do what we call triplicate. We run several experiments so we can find the average or compare. You know, at the time, I did three experiments. I had individual results. And normally, the idea behind doing several experiments is you, you take out outliers, results that are not consistent with the other ones. You take them off. But, you know, at the time, a faithful boy, man of integrity, I had all my experiments and I jammed everything together. So my graphs were all over the place. Graphs that were supposed to be high were down. Those that were supposed to be down. All that I should have done was take the outliers off. But I didn't know that. So the professor came. He looked at it. He was so angry. What is this? Are you going to disgrace us? What resource is that? And he took a phone and called my immediate professor that Isaac has messed up everything. So... In fact, I was broken. You know, how I really loved to do research. This was my first experiment. So my immediate professor, knowing who I, who I was and how close I was with her, chose to drive from the house and come to the research facility to see what has happened. And when he came, contrary to what the other professor said, she took the raw data and looked at it and said, you've done a really great job. And I was like... And he said that you have three different experiments. So for this experiment, take this one out and put the two together. Take this one out and put the two together. So we took outliers out, and the graphs became perfect and awesome. And, and what she just did, you know, revived my spirit. You know, that is the power of words, you know. And I was so crushed, but based on what, he said, what she said, it actually revived my spirit, and I was very enthusiastic to do research. And, and fast forward, even prior to enrolling in my PhD program, I already have 21 research publications. Somebody who started off 
with nothing, who was, you know, wasn't encouraged. But her words she spoke, you know, bounced me back up. So let's speak positively, you know. The words we speak can encourage somebody. You know, telling somebody you look good today can even encourage the confidence of that person. So let us not lose sight of the little things. First, the little foxes. That is with our spirituality, with our work with God. It is very important that we, 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 we identify the little foxes and deal with them. Because as we deal with them and as we build a closer relationship with God, God unleashes us to that big thing, that great thing. And secondly, the tongue. Let us use our tongue to profess positive things. Let us use our tongue to speak life into the life of people. When things are rough, even though you have the big plan, achieving the big plan is not easy. Things may be rough along the line. Don't lose hope. Speak positively. Because our tongue is little, but it carries power. So tonight, this is something that God laid on my heart to share with us as, as we gear towards achieving great things this year. Let us not lose sight of the little things because they carry power. Lay emphasis on your spiritual work with God, deal with the little foxes, and then deal with the power of the tongue. It is very important. And I believe that everything that God has said concerning our lives shall definitely come to pass. Let's trust God and let's not lose sight of the little things. Tonight, may the Lord bless us for his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Shall we bow down our heads for a prayer? We thank you and we give you glory tonight. We give you all the praise and give you all the honor for enlightening us in your word. We thank you that you care for us and you want to have a relationship with us. And therefore, tonight you made us to understand that we should deal with the little foxes. We pray in the name of Jesus that help us to deal with every little fox in our life. Everything that interferes with our work with you. Everything that does not make us please you. Everything that always draws us away from you. By the help of the Holy Spirit, we pray that this year may we overcome them. We also pray that grant us grace, Holy Spirit, tame our tongues, that we will speak positive things, seizing our words, O God, that it will bring life and encouragement to others. We are praying in the name of Jesus that help us not to lose sight of the little things. And even as we do that, may every word you have said concerning our lives come to pass. Tonight we give you all the glory and give you all the praise. By virtue of your word, I speak into the life of anyone who is devastated, anyone who is not well, anyone who is sick, anyone who is oppressed, anyone who is depressed, anyone who is going through any challenge. We pray in the name of Jesus. We speak positive things into that life. We pray that may you bring healing. We pray that may you bring strength. pray that may you bring revival. We pray that may you, O God, console. May you, O God, encourage. And may you strengthen your people once again. We give you all the glory and give you all the praise for what you have done in our midst tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.